raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Good morning. It is Tuesday, November 29th. It is seven minutes after nine. His name is Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels, and we are so grateful that you are joining us this morning. And we start off in the East. For the first time in decades, thousands of people have defied Chinese authorities to protest at universities, also on the streets of major cities. They're demanding to be freed, not only from incessant COVID tests and lockdowns, but also strict censorship and the Communist Party's tightening grip over all aspects of of their life across the country, want freedom has become a rallying cry for a groundswell of protesters. It's mainly led by a younger generation, but uh, yeah, a lot is happening in China right now. Yeah, here's the problem though, and uh, I hate to start the show by being Mr. Rain on everyone's parade, but there's two things at stake here. Number one, these people have no weapons whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So you want to know why it's important when people like. Todd Young partner up with Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer for gun control, stuff like this. Mm -hmm. Because the only thing that prevents America from becoming this is the fact that we, as law-abiding citizens, have the right to arm and defend ourselves. This stuff here is why people here as in this stuff in China is why people in America are so passionate about their Second Amendment rights. And when people like Todd Young just throw their hands up and go, I don't see what the big deal is about this gun control bill I voted for. This is the big deal because it never stops. And this is what the left would like America to be, which is a bunch of people who have no recourse when lunatic maniac governments decide we're going to do whatever we want to do. the pro- That is the first problem. The second problem is, and we're going to play some audio here on this, these people are getting no support right now from the Biden administration, which unless you are in bed with China and, I don't know, you or your dweeby loser kid has some immense financial reason, how could you possibly not be doing anything other than, this is amazing, this is awesome, you people go eat it, China. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of a quote from 1941, and this was a... The movie? No. this That was, was a the, great movie, by the way. <laughs> it's from the Japanese Admiral Yamamoto, who said in 1941, you cannot invade the mainland United States. There would be a rifle behind every blade of grass. Absolutely. To your point of our Second Amendment. Okay, so... Take that out of the equation, regardless of whether they have the ability to succeed or not, they don't. But how would you, if, as a, if you are indeed a freedom and loving and freedom loving and liberty loving person and a person who wants to see f- people freed from dictatorial lunatics who believe governments could control should control everything, how could your response not be this is great? America stands on the side of liberty and freedom. We stand on the side of getting government out of the way of controlling people's lives. How could it just be anything other than you go, we're here to help you in any way imaginable, let's roll. Mm -hmm. But compare and contrast that to John Kirby, Biden spokesperson, when asked about the Chinese protesters. I'm wondering, what is the president's reaction when he hears protesters in China chant freedom 
for Xi Jinping step down? The president's not going to speak for protesters around the world. They're speaking for themselves. So there's no reaction? This, the, the, these protesters are speaking for themselves. What we are doing is making it clear that we support the right of peaceful protest. <laughs> hey, keep up the good work. Yeah, everybody thinks that they're going to be on the verge of regime change, which rarely happens. There will be a crackdown. Everybody goes home. And then a month from now, everybody will forget about it. Wish it was different. Wish they had freedom. But that's not the way it typically goes. And again, if you are one of these people, not to say that America is the end all be all, not to say that America is, I mean, especially under Biden, we have obviously weakened ourselves abroad dramatically. Biden's a joke. People laugh at him. They don't respect him. But- if you are one of these people and you look to a place like America, which is, I guess, we're still the world's lone superpower. I, I don't even know anymore. We've just so just so diluted American dominance and we've apologized for it and gutted it and, you know, whatever. But let's just operate from the standpoint. The world's lone superpower who is supposed to be the poster child, the beacon of of liberty and freedom and independence and getting away from tyrannical governments. And that's the response you get. Mm -hmm. And how is it that we can send billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine to help them achieve liberty? But when it comes to China, hmm. the Biden administration said Monday that China should let their people peacefully oppose COVID-19 lockdowns. But they did not exactly endorse any of the protest calls for President Xi Jinping to resign over his strict zero COVID policies. Joe Biden is totally compromised by China through his loser kid. Everybody knows it. Hopefully, because we all, as we've discussed numerous times, we're not going to count on the Republicans in the House to do anything in terms of getting inflation or spending or any of that stuff under control. But hopefully, they will at least be able to pull back the curtain on the corruption of not just the president, but his family. Now, <laughs> I love this. So Kirby, the spokesperson for Biden, um, tries to talk about how this time the lockdowns, what's happening in China won't happen here, but didn't for the most part, I mean, not quite as extreme as China but didn't it basically happen here, Casey? I mean, mm -hmm. didn't some level of what we've seen in China I mean, I guess you you and I, I don't know about you, I was allowed, I guess, air quotes, to come to work. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people mm -hmm. weren't, based on the fact that over a million people in this state lost their jobs, mm -hmm. tens of thousands of businesses closed. Mm -hmm. Holcomb tried to put you in jail for not... He tried to put you in jail for not wearing a mask, Casey. Mm -hmm. Is that really that much different? Mm -hmm. And the Let me say this out loud so people realize how serious this is. The governor of the state of Indiana, the supposed Republican governor of the state of Indiana, issued an executive order that had a criminal component for you not wearing a mask. And the only reason it did not become law, because it was certainly the Republican legislators in the state were going to lift a finger to challenge this guy, was the Attorney General Curtis Hill stepped in and said, no, you can't do that. If it were not for Curtis Hill, there would have been a criminal, you would have been committing a crime mm -hmm. for not wearing a mask. Is that really that much different? Mm. Is, is it really that far of a step from what Holcomb tried to do to what we're seeing and have seen are seeing in China? No, and actually the governor in Michigan d did do that and some people were arrested for keeping their business open. Unless it's your husband, right? Then he's allowed to go... Get where, his boat yeah, out of the water. Wants, right? and, yeah. So Kirby gets asked about this, the spokesman for Biden, and he's he's just totally dismissive like it already didn't happen here. 
So just a follow-up, John, on the China issue, why is the White House's line that everybody has the right to peacefully protest and not the U.S. thinks it's bad to lock people up in their houses to stop COVID? We've, we've made it clear, Peter, that uh, uh, a, a, a lockdown is, is not a policy that, that uh, we're, we're going to support here. We've, we've come a long way uh, over these last three years, hard to believe three years, in terms of uh, treating COVID and preventing COVID. So uh, we've said, you know, a lockdown is not a policy that we support here. Um, but obviously, there are people in China that, that have, a, have concerns about that, and they're protesting that, and we believe they should be able to do that peacefully. They have concerns because they're not allowed to leave their apartments. <laughs> they're literally welding the door shut so that they cannot leave. But again, and we're seeing this in our YouTube chat, which don't forget, you can watch the Kendall and Casey show on YouTube. Uh, just put Kendall and Casey in your YouTube uh, browser there. People are saying, look, I lost my job mm-hmm. because of the lockdowns by Eric Lockdown McGee Holcomb. Now, remember, Casey, if you'll recall, if you were a barber shop or salon, you couldn't stay open. But if you were a liquor store, mm-hmm. hot dang. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's just a coincidence. The liquor stores were allowed to stay open because Holcomb's, I believe, was his former treasurer, now the head of the Indiana Republican Party, and his good close personal friend Kyle Hupfer is part owner in 30-plus liquor stores. I'm sure that's just... You know, uh, just a total coincidence that liquor stores were allowed to stay open and, and you know, barber shops were not. And I'm sure I'm just jumping to conclusions or anybody be jumping to conclusions if you thought anything nefarious or untoward was went into that decision. But the point, this stuff happened. It did happen. And this is what happens when the left, again, I include Holcomb in the, when I'm talking about the left, because that dude, is, energy, lockdowns, mass, whatever, that dude is a left lunatic. The left, whitewashes history when they do highly egregious things that harm society. And that's what they're doing now. They're trying to act like it didn't happen. They're trying to act like they didn't inflict the pain. They're trying to act like, oh, that would never happen here. It did happen here. Mm -hmm. It happened right here in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And the Republican legislature did nothing to stop it. So COVID control. Control COVID. Yes. Finkel and Einhorn. One and the same. Einhorn Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel. Yeah. They are the same. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. When we come back, I have Kevin and I had, uh, this could be, I'm not going to say life-altering conversation this morning, (laughs) but we had a very, very interesting conversation, and I have to ask you Mm -hmm. uh, about this, and it involves hygiene, and I think Kevin- I showered today. I think we may need to, I, I don't know, Kevin may need to take a class or something. I don't know, but I want to get your thoughts on if I am out in left field or Kevin is out in left field Oh, on this. great. We'll get to that coming up from 93 WIBC. Hot take. Yeah. America mm-hmm. is one of the most underappreciated bands in rock history. Yeah, I like this song. It's a good one. They have, they have like four or five songs. They're pretty decent. Four or five? Yeah, four or five. You mean four or five times four or five? <laughs> Hello? It is 922 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Let's take a look at some trending stories. Uh, the uh, dictionary, Merriam-Webster, has announced that the 2022 word of the year is gaslighting. Oh! They saw a 1,740% increase in lookups this year, uh-huh. of course, gas Gaslighting, the psychological manipulation of a person, usually over an extended period of time that causes
causes the victim to question the validity of their own thoughts. And if you have ever been gaslit, you will know how torturous it is to look in the eye of someone that you trust and know that they are lying to you. It is a serious betrayal. Gaslighting. Look it up today like everyone else. Also trending, a woman from Fishers who operates a Noblesville foot spa is being scheduled to be formally charged this week for promoting prostitution. Oh, that's a bad one. And finally trending... Craft Velveeta Shells and Cheese. A woman is suing the company, claiming that the ready in three and a half minutes is a false and misleading statement. She is arguing that the total prep time is much longer. Oh, sure. It is 923, and what is the discussion that is on your mind this morning, Rob Kendall? Well, every morning when I get to work, I try to mosey on into the little studio that Kevin is putting together our audio from, and I... You know, I, I know that there is nothing that makes Kevin's day better mm-hmm. than a little hello, a little pep talk, a little uh, go get him from Rob Kendall. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> is this true, Kevin? Yeah, it's uh, it's inspiring. Okay, Kevin. See, here is one of the unique gifts that Kevin brings to the table because Kevin is a phenomenal person. Kevin has the ability. To when I know in his brain he's thinking, oh no, this guy again. <laughs> Yet his facial expression is always a smile as though he is so happy to see me and that I am in there ruining his day. And if it were not for a highly, a high intellectual capacity person such as myself, no one else would ever see that. They would think Kevin is just the happiest person in the whole world. So, are you saying that he puts on an Oscar-winning performance every day? Well, you're not you're not rude or disrespectful no, or anything like but that. But I wouldn't want so. to deal with me either. <laughs> if I'm just having a good time. when I worked with the women, right? Um, Mock and Daisy. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the yeah the women. You know. Part of being a producer is you want to be left alone, right? You're doing your thing, and then they would come in and talk to me, and they would say, pull this audio or pull that audio. Every producer in the history of ever does not want to have to deal with the person that hosts their show until the moment the person is hosting the show, because it's never like... I don't know. It's not a briefcase full of money that person is there to present you. They want you to do something else. <laughs> so you're saying that when he sees you, he knows he's got work to do. Yes. Yeah. So the point was, I, I tr- always try to compliment Kevin in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And I looked at Kevin's hair and I said, are you doing something different with your hair? Because <laughs> it looks a little different than it normally does. Kevin is very stylish. He wears foreign clothes. He's always well assembled. Mm-hmm. And you know what? He, Ke- has a, he is a very fashionable dresser. Yes. Yeah. Kevin is great. I like his style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies, Uno dot gold on Instagram. Uh, Kevin is available. Um, and I say, so I said, Kevin, are you doing something different with your hair? And you know what he told me? Right. He said, I just haven't washed it in a couple days. Mm. And one that took me aback that someone as well assembled as Kevin would not wash their hair, hair every day. Mm-hmm. And I, as a person who washes my hair every day, mm-hmm. wondered, have I been doing it wrong mm-hmm. all of these years? Mm-hmm. Is Kevin doing it right? Mm-hmm. Which one of us, because mm-hmm. I'm a daily hair washer, mm-hmm. shampoo, and conditioner, mm-hmm. Kevin mm-hmm. isn't, how often yeah, How, how uh, often do you do it? For me, it's two or three times a week. And that, now that's that's with the shampoo. Yeah. You know, I probably rinse my hair about five times yeah, a week. Yeah, you put it under the water. Do yeah. you use conditioner? 
Yeah, use conditioner. So I said I will uh, I will ask Casey before presenting it to our audience. Uh-huh. How often do you wash your hair? Daily. Okay. Okay. Daily. Really? Yeah, I'm that shower every single day. I'm one of the even if I'm sick. Yeah. I do not like to wallow in my own gravy. And it's probably why my hair looks so damaged all the time, because I overwash it. Do you think yeah. that daily is overwashing? You don't want to strip your hair of its of natural, natural oils. oils. Really? Yeah. And yeah. I think that the, the younger generation, they don't wash their hair as frequently. No, yeah, I don't think so. I think we're going back Kevin's to... A very, uh, Kevin's not some hippie, right? I mean, he's a very clean no, person. But, but my daughter does the same thing. Really? It, she'll go multiple days. Without washing, and I just I can't do it. Because my my wife, who is she doesn't wash it every who is day. Who's closer to your daughter's age than mine? Mm-hmm. Uh, she also does not do wash the daily washing. Does she rinse it every day with water? Like I just I can't g- get behind that. And I know the messy bun is a thing. Yeah. And I see women all the time saying, "Oh, you know, it's uh, right. it's easier to style when it hasn't been washed, or I'll just put it up." And it's hair washing day. So when when we if you are inclined to call our voicemail box, I would be curious to know at 317-684-8444 on where you're at on the, <laughs> the hair, hair washing. washing. Kurt Darling, I guarantee, look at that hair. Kurt Darling, you wash your hair every single day, I guarantee it. You spend at least an hour on your hair every single day. Mm, if an hour equates to five minutes, then yes. <laughs> but nope. you wash it every Shampoo day, right? every day. Yeah, I do wash it yeah, every day. See, okay. yeah. 684-8444, I'd be fascinated to know, is Kevin onto something is he just is this a young person thing? Mm-hmm. Are you are you on Team Rob Kendall? It's probably more fiscally responsible to do it Kevin's way. You don't go through the product as quickly. Casey, yeah, please. that is true. We work in radio. We're very wealthy. We don't have these sort of problems. <laughs> Kurt Darling in the news You're coming funny. up next. It's 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Amen. Amen. It's time to go to church. Take me to church. Here to preach to the choir from the bully pulpit, Pastor Micah Beckwith. 93 WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's go to the drivehubler.com hotline, the conservative voice of America, Micah Beckwith. Casey, I'd like to start our segment with Micah by reading the last text correspondence I had with Micah. Would that oh, be okay? Yeah, go for it. Micah, are you ready for this? I, I think so. Uh-oh. I hope so. This Maybe. Is, this is the very last thing I sent to Micah, and we'll we'll, we'll operate from here, because this is basically the the kind of the base of every conversation I have with Micah. He's furiously looking for his phone right now to see what he texted you. Are, 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 you, are you ready? I'm, I'm ready. Why, Micah? What possible reason would there be? What has anyone in my district done that I would say, wow, they're doing a great job? <laughs> hey. 
I actually didn't see that one yet. I get a lot of messages, so uh, that one got buried apparently. So, so here's so. what here's what Beckwith does. <laughs> I will go long periods of time. We were talking about Republicans as mm-hmm. usual. Micah is very mad that he has some Republican friend that I don't think very highly of, and so he was trying to convince me that how great they were. Are you guys fighting over Don't Diego Morales? No, again? we're not fighting over Diego. Even, <laughs> even Micah knows what Diego really is. We have, we already covered that, Casey. Okay. Uh, Beckwith will give his phone to his kid for uh-huh. long periods of time. He plays some sort of game, and so I will just go hours. We will. Micah and I will be having a great back and forth, and there'll just be hours where I get nothing from Micah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, so I had a I had a sick daughter yesterday, so she stayed home with me, and mm. she was watching Peppa Pig. Yeah, and I did not see that text message come through because I was. I was concerned with my daughter, Rob. So I'm sorry nothing, for being a good father. Nothing, mm. nothing says concerned quite like here. Play this game. <laughs> it's, well, first of all, the game that you're talking about, Brody loves playing Retro Bowl. If you haven't played Retro Bowl on your phone, it's awesome. It's like Tecmo Bowl, but for your phone. And both him and I are really good. So, uh, and the Colts are actually winning in that one. So. Uh, <laughs> You know what, Micah? Maybe one day Rob will be blessed and learn that when you have a sick child, the world stops and nothing else matters. I can't wait. I yeah. can't wait. And you will There'll do everything. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Micah, Micah, you're going to Israel. Tell us about this. What's happening? Yeah, no. So I got invited uh, to go on the uh, AIEF um, Foundation. It's Apex uh, Educational Foundation. Um, and uh, Rudy Yakum, the second district uh, congressional member of Congress uh, that took uh, Jackie Walorski's seat um, after she passed away, he called me a few um, months ago. And he said, hey, I'd love to recommend you to go on this trip. And they basically take a uh, members of Congress trip every year, but then they do a what they call a Republican Rising Stars trip. And so is that you are, is that you are you are you a rising star? I don't. I have no idea what I am. I I said uh, I want to go to Israel. I would love to go. And so <laughs> it was uh, it was a great honor. Um, and but here's the thing: they, they're going to you know it really you're going to see all the holy sites, but they're really going to go into the the Knesset. They're going to go into the government. Like they're basically just. Uh, lay out like what are the issues going forward with uh, with Israel that America needs to be aware of, and what can the American uh, the allies do to help uh, you know protect and defend Israel? Doesn't mean that we have to agree with Israel and everything, but God's word is very clear: if you bless my people, I will bless you. And I think one of the reasons America has been so blessed over the last 70 years is because we were one of the only uh, world leaders uh, in 1948 that stood up and said, hey, we are going to support Israel in the reformation that um, after World War II. And and because of the United States leadership, uh, the world got on board with that, and, and now we have Israel. And I think that's why God has blessed the U.S. so much, is because we've been a loyal ally to um, God's God's uh, chosen people of Israel. And, and, and so I think the, God's word is clear. You bless Israel, I will bless you is what God says. And so what are the biggest Israel. issues? Well, I think the biggest issues right now are things like the Iran uh, threat. I mean, Iran has made it very clear that they want to wipe Israel off the face of the earth and they want to wipe America off the face of the earth. And yet here we have the people like the Bidens and the Obamas that want to give pallet loads of cash to the Iranian uh, Ayatollah. And we think we can somehow buy their friendship. We can't buy their friendship. We have to stand up to them. That's why Donald Trump was so effective in, in foreign policy, because he was a – those people only respect 
strength. And Donald Trump exuded strength on the world stage. And that's why we, we saw so many wins, like the Abraham Accords, when it came to uh, foreign policy in the Middle East. And so, but with Biden, everything's gone back to the way it was under Obama. And, and now we see unrest again. So those, that's one of the big ones that I'm already hearing about uh, that we're going to be learning what we can do as Americans to, you know, uh, you know help stand with Israel against, against uh, nations like Iran and Syria. Micah Beckwith is our guest. Okay, Beckwith, you uh, you are the head of the Accountability Committee because you told us several weeks ago we must vote for all of your underachieving Republican friends and that um, they would be held accountable. Your uh, your pal Rod Bray, the terrible boss in the Senate who was almost outed by his own uh, his own troops there on the Republican side, uh, in the Indiana Capital Chronicle yesterday said, "I don't care what the House does. I'm not putting party affiliations on these uh, on these." Uh, school board candidates that will remain the only office in Indiana that does not have uh, party affiliations. Uh, When does the accountability club meet and how does the (laughs) accountability club hold your pal Rod Bray accountable? Well, we meet every Sunday morning at Life Church, uh, 830, 10 o'clock and 1145. <laughs> I mean, this, this guy's just, just basically thumbing his nose at, at, at conservatives and going, I don't care. You're going to vote for me no matter what. I'm afraid of the red-shirted teachers. Well, I think he can be afraid of the red-shirted teachers. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you right now, the red-shirted teachers are not the ones who are voting for him down in Martinsville and Morgan County. And so... Uh, the accountability will will come where where the House needs to put this through. We need to say, okay, we need we need partisan school board races because they already are partisan right now. The only difference is that the leftists are hiding under this banner of nonpartisanship, and that's how they're getting elected, and that's how they're destroying our schools in Indiana. And so we need to we need to have the House put it forward, and then make Bray actually defend what he just said because if he's the guy that's stopping this, that gives conservatives like myself and conservatives like you, Rob, the ammunition that we need to take him out when it comes to the next election. And I can I could go down to Martinsville and, and Morgan County and I could rally conservatives all day long if Bray does something this uh, this out, out of step with conservative uh, values. And he, he's saying he doesn't want to fix our schools is what he's saying. And I can go down to Martinsville and I can rally the troops and say, hey, your senator is the reason our schools are actually becoming indoctrination machines and turning out woke leftist ideologues when they graduate. And and that that actually, for me, I, I think it's a win either way, because I, you know, I again, I'm, I'm a fighter. I love to get into these battles and and uh, that's just kind of what God has kind of equipped me to do. So if he wants to give us the ammo to do that, now I would extend the olive branch first and say, hey, Senator Bray, don't do this. This is not going to end well for you. But if you want to play this game, then we will go down this path and we will, I mean, we'll bring out the arrows if we have to. And so, again, I'm not, I'm not loyal to Republicans. I'm loyal to principle. And Republican principles are we don't turn our – education centers into woke liberal ideological uh, machines that crank out these these 18 year olds who think they know everything but at the end of the day they're they become fools uh, in the eyes of you know truth 
Uh, Micah, back with our guest. Before we let you go, I saw you made it into Abdul's cheat sheet, and you've never been anyone of any importance until you've been mentioned in Abdul's <laughs> cheat sheet. Uh, you being one of the front runners for the uh, 5th Congressional District should Victoria Sparks run for U.S. Senate. And I did see that it was you and somebody else and Chris Jeter, who's a state rep, was in there. And look, here's the deal. I love you, Beckwith, but Jeter's wife is a huge fan of this show. You're going to have to be really nice to us over the next several months because we can't be alienating our fans. I'm not saying I'm not willing to go into the tank for you. I'm just saying there's a lot of people who love this show who could be involved in that 5th Congressional primary. So don't don't take our support for granted, buddy. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I think Chris Jeter's great. I, I think he's done a, a good job being a, a strong conservative voice out of the state house. And listen, I'm, I'm all for uh, strong primaries. I've, that's what I've said. The reason we have Todd Young is because we have not had strong primaries uh, where they keep the good candidates off the primary ballots because they don't want to have to compete in May. And I, I'm the opposite. I think bringing the best you can you can have. I mean, if it's me, if it's Jeter, if it's if it's other great conservatives, that's I'm, I'm good with that. I want the best candidate to go to Washington to rep- represent our district. It, it could be me. It doesn't have to be me. I I'm not. I, listen, I don't. No, it ha- no, 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 Mike. It, it has to be you because you are my only hope to getting that post office in Brownsburg named after me. It has okay, to be you. So what you so what you just said was all you're just blowing smoke. So you really, I can't count on your support then going forward. Is what you tell By the way, Casey, uh, over the weekend, I uh, did a little uh, experiment. I put something nice about Micah on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I did it because I said this will give me show content because I guarantee it's like it's like when you put a little uh, piece of cheese out in the trap, you mm-hmm. know the mouse is going mm-hmm. to find the cheese. Mm-hmm. I want to see how many lunatics will respond. And I got to tell you, I am envious of how many lunatic leftists have a weird, bizarre, I will almost call it a fetish with Micah Beckwith. I was very envious with how crazy these people are So you got Micah. the response you were. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Micah, why do people hate you so much? It's amazing. I love it. You know, I think I just I live rent free in their head. You know, I th- I think it's great. I, I I'm kind of a uh, a troll in some aspects with with the left. I I like to just poke and prod and and expose how stupid they really are to themselves. <laughs> like I'll just kind of expose it to the world, but I expose it. I, I'm trying to I'll say little things, little jabs that they can't refute. They know if they do, and they try to, but in the moment they do, they just they look incredibly dumb. And so uh, they I think they just really hate that. That's that is very uncharacteristic for most conservatives. Most conservatives are very meek. They're very mild. They're very uh, timid in a lot of ways. They want to just play nice in the sandbox with everybody. And that's that's really the conservative value is like, hey, you do you. I'll do me. Just like don't, you know, you know, let's just all agree to uh, disagree. But that's not the world we live in anymore. The woke uh, cancel culture says you bow your knee to our agenda or else we will destroy you. So what I do is say, okay, well, bring it on. You you can punch first, but I'm going to counterpunch and I'm going to punch way harder than you punch me. And so that's that's really my my mentality. And some people will say, well, that's not very Christlike. Well, read the book of Revelation. And, you know, Jesus is not to be messed with. He comes back with with, uh, you know, a sword coming out of his mouth. that He's going to lay waste the nation. I mean, he's not. He's not somebody that you can just push around. He, he will, justice will will um, win the day at the end. So I'm kind of the, just kind of that same way. That's sort of my mindset when I go into these, uh, they really are battles. I mean, they're ideological wars that we're in right now. Micah, so, uh, go ahead, Casey. Micah, is there anything that you would like to announce right now? <laughs> yes, yeah, I, yeah, I he wants to announce how he blew us off for Radiothon to go to Israel. Go ahead, say it, Micah. Israel was more important than Radiothon. <laughs> 
Hey, I, I feel I listen. I feel like Israel is more important right now because uh, if Israel goes down, we're all in trouble. So uh, he is our only shot at the Kendall and Casey Post Office in Brownsburg, the conservative voice of uh, of America. Michael Beckwith, thank you, my friend. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Post Office, you can't even make it in the Brownsburg High School <laughs> Hall of Fame. <laughs> Can you imagine? Welcome to the Kendall and Casey Post Office. <laughs> Perfect. A big picture of us right out front. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. So Howard Stern called out Oprah Winfrey for flaunting her wealth on social media. This happened yesterday during the Howard Stern show. He talked about seeing Winfrey's Instagram account over the holiday weekend, and he was expressing shock at some of the lavish images that Oprah Winfrey posts to the platform. And I've got a couple takes on this. Oh, great. Okay, so before we begin, let's play this audio because Mm -hmm. it's a little... I have the utmost faith that Kevin got this right. Fingers crossed. But it is is very bleepy. And Kevin, we hope you earned your money. Let's find out. Oprah, I I don't know. Oprah's not embarrassed by her wealth at all. She loves showing it off on Instagram. It's... and mind-blowing you when you follow her on instagram you see her estates her gardens the people who service her and you know service her she's not a car well um, <laughs> well she kind of is she's got uh servants and like people cooking and it's wild she knows how to be rich but uh, she doesn't she kind of likes to show it off which is something I'm not comfortable with. I don't think that well, people should show off their wealth. Well, let's put it this way. Oprah's just showing you her life. She's not showing off. Well, you got to be a little self-aware and know that there are people <laughs> struggling out there, Robin. You got to. You got to kind of think about people who don't have to eat. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. You got to be a little bit aware of this Well, shit. if you don't show your wealth, how, are they getting fed? No. They are not, but, you know, look, <laughs> I mean, I make a good living and I'm having trouble watching Oprah. I go, wow, she's got, she's got, wow, look what's going on over there. Her estate is unbelievable. Okay, so I guess two things, and then I'll let you take it for the rest of the segment because I know you're fired up. One, <laughs> he's not exactly living in a hut mm-hmm. eating, uh, you know, Beans and, you know... Ramen noodles. Ramen noodles every night. Yeah. He lives a pretty lavish lifestyle himself Mm -hmm. there in New York. Mm -hmm. And two, if she legally earned the money, while I get that it may be a bad look to many people who are struggling, Mm -hmm. if she earned it, it ain't the government. Mm -hmm. What do I care? Yeah. So Oprah's perfected her image over dozens of years, right? And her brand is rooted 
in empathy. So people give her a pass all the time. She's a woman who started out by humble means and we all watched her work her way up and she invested smartly. So there's two qualities to the Oprah Winfrey brand that make it unique. The first is the fact that she comes across as a genuine person. Do you think she is genuine? She used to. Yeah, I was going to say, do you think she is? She used to. I think she used to be. Yeah. The second is that she represents what many people aspire to be, a humanitarian, a successful business owner, a philanthropist, your favorite aunt, all rolled up into one, right? right? Um, and I think it's a, it's a fun pastime in this country that we like to build people up and tear them down just to watch them climb back up again. It's what we've done with Tom Brady. Yeah. Um, so there's that. But Howard Stern calling her out, it, it comes across as almost jealous to me because they are the exact same age. Oh. And they had two paths. They both came up in broadcasting. He went with the exploitive shock jock way and she became successful by being an every woman and aspiration for good, right? Her net worth is 3.5 billion. His is 650 million. <laughs> Personally, I could give a crap what either one of them say. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.